Who is the Christ? You may have heard of Jesus of Nazareth. You may have heard of Christ. You may have heard of Yeshua. But today we're going to talk about who he really was, who he is now, and how he's actually a part of all of us. Today's episode is going to be a fantastic one. We're going to explore things like the Sumerian tablets. We're going to look into the ancient pantheon of the Godhead and understand what these texts might be talking about that may have lost some of the flavor over many, many years of translation and retranslation. So we're going to get into some really cool stuff today on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Thank you for joining. We are live here. Welcome, everyone. How are you doing today? HRO, welcome. Apple Saucer, what is going on? User 12, thanks for being here. Aaron Hillstrom, what's going on? Michael Compton, God bless you guys for joining today. Um, I've got some of my new artwork renderings in the background. Um, working on some new shirt designs. We were working on uh, some really cool stuff yesterday. Um, if you caught the episodes yesterday, we talked about um the you know who is the god of the old testament and who is the god of this world and so uh i did this really cool shirt that is uh the craft that would lead the israelites through the wilderness so um i call this one the angel of elohim and it's really really cool it's got the front and back it's kind of a modern representation say the Israelites had access to, uh, you know, like a modern day camp store rather than uh, stuff they made. You know, I've got some more modern tents in it. This one's got uh, some campers in it. Really cool stuff. So if you guys like that imaginative uh, kind of idea, then welcome. You're in the right place. I've also got some cool Egyptian and Sumerian artwork I'm working on. I like to make this artwork to tell the stories that I'm talking about because we don't have pictures or references and then a lot of like the doctrine around the stuff that I talk about uh, has been kind of skewed over the years. So that's really what I like to look at and I like to create artwork that kind of helps with the story that I'm talking about and kind of takes us all there mentally uh, and spiritually. So anyway, welcome to the morning show here. I've got my coffee and uh, I'm going to be taking some questions here in a minute as we get into it. But I wanted to first off introduce the Sumerian tablets. And this is from ancientorigins.net. Um, Sumerian tablets, a deeper understanding of the oldest known written language. The Sumerian language was developed in ancient Mesopotamia and is the oldest known written language. This language was written in a script known as cuneiform which was later adapted by other languages that emerged in Mesopotamia and its neighboring regions, including Akkadian, Elamite, and Hittite. So some of those may sound familiar from biblical texts. So if you're someone who's studied a lot of the Bible, you've probably heard of those cultures. Um, and then this article goes on to say, in the mar modern world, paper and various electronic devices is the medium on which writing is made. The Sumerians, however, did not invent paper and used a different medium of their cuneiform script. Documents and texts were inscribed by the Sumerians on clay tablets, uh, which had the advantage of greater durability than paper. So it's really interesting. Um, 
It says once the Sumerian language was deciphered, much information could be obtained from these tablets. Uh, now, one thing I am going to do is, and, and I'm not going to do it today, but I do want to download a PDF of the Sumerian tablets uh, that I'll share with everyone else uh, because I think it's important that we actually read through it. So uh, I'm not going to read through it today, uh, but again, you know, we've got some of the transcriptions of, of what we think they, you know, said. Um, they do have the cuneiform alphabet here on this website if you guys want to go check that out, uh, which is really interesting. Um, where were the Sumerian tablets discovered? At some sites, small amounts of clay tablets were found, whereas others, vast repositories of this material have been unearthed. As previously mentioned, cuneiform clay tablets were used not only by Sumerians, but other civilizations in Mesopotamia and neighboring regions as well. Uh, therefore, it follows that some of these sites of clay and clay tablets, not only the Sumerian language, but other languages. So I find it interesting if you guys had, yeah, the uh, Ugarat, um, absolutely. Let's see. Uh, thoughts on the secret book of John. Hey, I have not read that yet. I've heard uh, some interesting things about it, and it's probably something we will read on here. Um, but I have not personally read it yet. So I've been reading Gospel of Thomas, and I want to do Gospel of Judas next. Um, so those are going to be some interesting uh, reads to go through as we expand our uh, understanding of everything. Thoughts on Goblik Tepe? Um, yeah, I, I do. You know, Ancient Aliens has a lot of uh, a lot of info on that. I'm going to look it up real quick so that I can uh, go tech bay. That's a hard one to say. Um, okay, so uh, I want to make sure I say it right because I've heard it on Ancient Aliens, but I haven't actually pronounced it. Go back Bogekle Tepe. Wow, that's hard with a West Texas accent. Um it means literally, it's Turkish, literally means uh, Potbelly Hill, a Neolithic archaeological site um, of Turkey dated to pre-pottery Neolithic. Uh, this is on Wikipedia. You can go check it out. So, um, you know, it's it's fascinating. These are the things that uh, they've got the big T-shape um, pillars. And this might be a better picture to kind of get you to imagine what I'm talking about here. This isn't actually it, but it'll give you, you know, they're, they're these giant monolithic stones. I mean, these things weigh multiple tons. Um, I don't see how anyone, you guys go look it up. It's G-O-B-E-K-L-I-T-E-P-E, -E, two separate words. Gobekli Tepe. Um, and Ancient Aliens does a lot of really good uh, episodes on this place. I don't see how anyone could have built this with human hands. This thing's buried down in the ground. Of course, they've been unearthing it. Uh, there's a ton of writing and script on these things, um, you know, telling stories. One of the common threads of all of these uh, monolithic sites, uh, monolithic just meaning, you know, giant stones, uh, things that would take, you know, a crane to lift today, uh, if not multiple ones, uh, and it's like they put these things up overnight and uh, these are, you know, 10 to 15,000 years old. So it's really, uh, really interesting how these things are 
laid out and all of the culture behind them. And that's what I want to talk about today is just kind of expanding our collective consciousness around who Christ is because we have a very Western belief system on who Jesus is and this deity that we've created on Jesus rather than the Christ. The Christ came to create Christ's. Jesus came to create a religion across the board that we have in multiple different denominations. Um, he's become basically a figurine to put on your dash. Um, and, you know, everybody uh, loves to claim that name. But is that really the name that we're supposed to be claiming? Or are we claiming something much bigger than that? And so that's what I want to talk about today. And that's why my channel is perfect. If you're on the fence, um, maybe you've always kind of questioned what the Bible has to say. Maybe you've never read the Bible and you're like, hey, I know something's weird in the world. I know things are shifting. I really want to get right with myself and kind of, you know, nature and uh, this whole spiritual thing. I'm not really sure where to start. This is a great place. Because a lot of stuff that we're talking about here, you're not going to hear in a church. You're not going to hear in a seminary. You're not going to hear in temple. Uh, and, and again, everyone's welcome here. Every walk of life, every belief. I don't care who you're married to. I don't care what the color of your skin is. I don't care um, you know, what your belief codes are. You're welcome here. As long as you can have a, an honest, loving conversation with the other people in this community. That's what we're building here. So... Uh, and somebody says, Mandy Faye says, Christ is the son of God. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and it goes much deeper than, than that as well. Uh, because what I'm going to share today will help us rethink what the divine family is, especially looking back at these ancient, ancient cultures like the Sumerian tablets, like Gobekli Tepe, uh, temple talk. Uh, I don't know that this is temple talk. We talk about a lot of stuff here, so I'm definitely not an expert in temples. So, uh, but I'm just saying, you know, this is not stuff you're going to get from kind of your normal, um, uh, organized belief systems because this is anything but an organized belief system that I'm sharing. Uh, this is for the people who are open, the people that are full of love and light and want to understand that better. The people that are awake the people that are seeking deeply answers and want to ask better questions. That is the number one thing that I teach, preach, and live. Uh, that is the only thing I will ever tell you that I'm right about is to ask better questions. Um, I may not be right about you know, half of the stuff that we explore. I may be right about 99.9% .9 of it. I don't know. Um, but I do know that God has inspired me to do this and to seek these questions and look for answers, not out there, but within us. And that's exactly why I'm here. And that's why I show up every single day, uh, for this community and with this community, because I believe that there are answers out there. And I believe asking better questions, you might get answers that you're not ready for. And that's why we have to prepare our hearts and our spirits um, and go through that frequency of love, that Christ consciousness, that ascended reality, and not the matrix that we see around us, because that always pushes back. That always uh, that will always lead us in circles of doctrine, 
Um, and by doing it this way, we're able to build a bigger picture of our inner standing rather than try to build an understanding that can get knocked out from under us. So, um, let's see. Um, lots of buildup. Hey, this is an hour long show. So, uh, I have to give these kind of, you know, lack of a better word disclaimers because, uh, people come across this show and they make a judgment just like that in, you know, five minutes. I've been live for a whole seven minutes now. So um, anyway, that that's part of this show is the buildup because that's part of your understanding and understanding of what I talk about here. And so if you're here for the, the one minute version, go watch my reels, go watch my TikToks uh, and, and enjoy. But if you're here for the meat and potatoes of it, that's what this show is about and the morning show is about that specifically just to really you know get in ask questions kind of talk about stuff so um talking about yeah i agree with that let's see uh you're doing amazing work not all humans are ready for this level of learning thank you new earth dragons god bless you sister uh love 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 what you're doing over there um and yes absolutely and your video resonated with me this morning by the way new earth dragons uh, because I'm dealing with some uh, people in my life who I thought were friends that are, uh, you know, straight up trying to call me out. And it's, it's uh, you know, you just got to let go, unfortunately. You know, when you step into a new timeline, there's a lot of people that aren't on that new timeline. And all they can do is watch you over on your timeline and choose whether or not to join you there. Uh, because that openness and that ability to say, Hey, I don't know, let's explore this in love and light. Uh, that doesn't make a lot of people comfortable. In fact, that's very uncomfortable. People want a concrete reality and guys, why do you think water is so important in the Bible? Water is so important in so many different faith and, and traditions because our reality is fluid. It is what we make it. We are co-creators with God, and when you step into a new reality, you start to co-create, and what I want to talk about today is the divine family. And before I talk about the divine family, this has nothing to do with anyone's orientation or who they marry. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about spiritually a divine family and, and the archetype of father, mother, and son. And I want to put some meaning back in the Trinity for you guys today and for myself. We understand in the West here, and even for thousands of years of male-dominated tradition, um, that the Trinity is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Making the Holy Spirit either gender-neutral or, uh, or masculine, according to a lot of people. And I've always struggled with a Trinitarian view of the Godhead until I discovered the Sumerian tablets and until I discovered a little thing, a very big thing called El Elyon, God Most High, who is actually talked about in the Bible several times and is often misconstrued with Yahweh. Now, there are times when it may be talking about Yahweh in the Bible, that it might be talking about El Elyon. I'm not refuting that. But I think that we got our strings, our signals crossed somewhere. 
I talked yesterday about the God of this world. Who is the God of this world? Who does most people on this planet worship this monotheistic idea of God? And they don't even understand what he is. Some of people believe he's spirit. Some people believe he's extraterrestrial. Some people believe that he's this angry God in the Old Testament. But somehow he changed when he sent his son. Because when you have a child, you have a softer heart. I'm sorry, but my God does my God is perfect. My God is huge. My God is spirit. He is everything in the universe. He is creation itself. He is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight D. He is every realm of reality. He is the reason that we exist. And I think that that being has a feminine archetype or a feminine side, a wife. And I think that that God that Godhead, the father, the mother, has a son. And for me, it makes so much more sense when we stop and go, father, mother, they love everything, they create everything, and they have a son, a logos, a word. What is Christ? He's the word of God. The word became flesh, right? Where did that word come from? Where did that creative energy come from? From a divine masculine and a divine feminine. When that created the sun, the word, the logos. Logos, if you look it up in the Greek, is the divine computation. The divine computation. Hmm, that sounds a lot like the Fibonacci sequence. That sounds a lot like uh, things that we see in the matrix but that don't always work properly because we have this kind of flesh build over everything. But when you actually go within and experience that logos, you experience that same creative power and that co-creative ability as a son or daughter of the most high. And that's what I'm talking about today, guys. This is a message a lot of people are not ready for. I wasn't ready for it, but I told God I was ready for it. And a lot of things had to change in my life. And I know TikTok's backgrounds here are being super fun. So a lot of people are going to be looking for this type of thing to come and save them. And this is kind of my representation. This is just a crude rendering I've done on my AI programs that I use. Um, and I develop them a lot deeper when I put them on shirts. But I kind of test them here to see what people like. And this is my idea of like if Burning Man had UFOs, you know, floating above it and how people might be worshiping them or in awe of them or partying with them or whatever. And then you think back to like Old Testament and you kind of see this type of imagery actually happening. And that's what I talked about yesterday. And so we're looking at what did people back then think God was and what do people think God is today? And it's very similar it's, you know, judgment, it's fear, it's control, it's, he's way more powerful than me, so let me submit. And then you got a guy named Christ, guy named Jesus, guy named Yeshua, or Isa, whatever you want to call him. He starts coming, coming around and speaking this message of love and light and oneness and higher consciousness and telling you you're a son and daughter of God telling you that there's no life in the old way of doing it, that all that did was bring sin and unalivement. So, do you guys get where I'm tracking with this? 
that's where I get my theory of the God of the Old Testament, the Yahweh of the Old Testament being an angry, quite powerful extraterrestrial or angel of God, angel of the Most High that fell to earth during the story in Enoch, which by the way is not just in Enoch, it's in a lot of other cultures. And so what I'm going to read to you now is about El Elyon. Uh, El Elyon um, is the compound uh, name El Elyon. God Most High occurs in Genesis 14, 18 through 20 as the God whose priest was Melchizedek, King of Salem, which also can be translated to King of Peace. He was an archetype or even an incarnation of Christ himself. And I think we have a lot of these through history and through cultures. I I think that Christ, that Jesus of Nazareth was the fullness of that Logos, that word of God, who decided to lay down his life for everyone to end the reign of the extraterrestrial gods and the in uh, encampments and the indentured servitude of these people under these extraterrestrial gods. So, uh, I like your Nephilim theory as an indigenous person. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, indigenous people being the original creation on this planet. Let me, let me define that too, because I'm not saying indigenous people are like the Nephilim. That's certainly not my theory. Um, but I am saying that I believe you have a pre-flood civilization that had these watcher angels, these extraterrestrials come down and create their own races. And I think, guys, I think we all have that in us now, by the way. I don't think, you know, some people are trying to say, I had a guy tell me because of the color of my skin that I was, you know, a child of the fallen angels. And, I, you know, and I've heard it all different ways. And, and that's not my, like, I don't care, again, I don't care what your your ethnic background is. I don't think that anyone is any more or any less, um, you know, has watcher DNA or whatever that some people say. That's that's just not what I do here on this channel. So uh, lots of love, lots of respect, lots of light to everyone. Uh, because I think we all have it. I think in the flesh, inherently, we all are made in sin. And that doesn't mean that you are sin. That means that this flesh, all of this, this, everything you've got going on, that was made by this entity that was big enough to be worshipped as God, but little enough to unalive millions of people and animals relentlessly. And by the way, they still do it. Go look at the cattle mutilations. Go look at uh, all of the things, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of stories still happening all over the world. All over the world. Farmers don't know what to do. You can go go look it up. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stories, you know, buried in newspapers, buried in articles. Even even today, I bet you one happened last night. You could probably go find one where it happened last night. And these things are asking for sacrifice all along the way. Animals to be unalived. And yeah, I think that there's some good ones of these. I think there's still angels of light, if you will. I think there's still... Uh, angels that serve the most high. Oh, wait, you think a angels are aliens? Yeah, I do. I do. I think what Ezekiel saw, I think he saw crafts. 
I think he saw beings within those crafts. I think these things can transmute and transform. If you've ever heard of skinwalkers, which can be terrifying, but if you've ever heard of them, you see that, that wherever they are, these things are. Now, I don't know if there's a cat and mouse game going on as these are angels of light and then the skinwalkers are angels of darkness and they're kind of chasing each other. Are these things are keeping them in check or if they're actually coming from these things and, and reality is bending because these things are present. I don't know. So very, very interesting. So um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I got some good comments. Sorry, guys. Um, lots of comments today. Uh, let's see. Serp, uh, Serpentine Flight says you're speaking of the secret book of John and you don't even know it. Hey, okay, there you go. That's a weird thing, guys. I will. I have one claim here. One claim is that whatever I'm sharing here, I'm not telling you I'm right, but whatever I'm sharing with you has been revealed to me. This wasn't something I went to learn. I didn't go to school for this. I am not a biblical scholar. I just finally said, hey, I don't know. God, I'm ready. I want to know the truth. I want to know the bigger picture around everything. And I want to understand who you are and who I am. Because that was killing me, not knowing who I was. I was trying to be a, you know, a business marketing guy, this whole thing. Then I was trying to be a pastor. Talk about an identity crisis when you don't know who you are because you don't know who Christ is in you. And ultimately, that's my message today. He's in all of us ready to wake up. We were created in this, in this flesh, in this sin. And, you know, the church has twisted that and made people feel horrible about that when really you were just made because of the sin of these things. They rebelled against the Most High. And they took a beautiful creation. They took our spirits, our light beings that were walking around with God. And they made it in the flesh. And then, even after that, we had a perfect prison in the Garden of Eden. And when we got a little bit of knowledge, these things said, nope, you're out. Then we've got more of these things that come and they fall to earth and they create their own genetic lines. Which, by the way, I think the entire population of this entire planet has been affected by those things by these gods there's a lot of finger pointing going around online right now saying like i said i had somebody telling me i had somebody make a whole series of videos saying that i'm an alien hybrid just so you guys know went and downloaded a bunch of my videos and did these you know really long drawn out talking about the shape of my ears being antennas talking about how my skin is pink guys i'm sorry i'm, I'm of germanic origin um, I come from, you know, a long line of, you know, like the, the whole Thor Odin sun type imagery, like that part of this world. That's where my family bloodline comes from. But that doesn't mean that I don't have whatever of the watchers in me that we all do until Christ comes in and upgrades us and we ascend and begin to break out of this matrix one little piece at a time. 
And so that's what I talk about on here. That's uh, th- this is this is weird stuff. But if you're ready for it, welcome. If you're not ready for it, you don't have to be here. Um, and I tell that to everyone on here, my friends, my family. If you don't get what I'm doing, that's cool. But I promise you I'll keep doing it in love and light and seeking truth and oneness and the authentic reality that we all are called to experience. Uh, K. Rob says, hey, brother, I'm here on you on this journey with you. I love the work you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Let me see. Lots of comments here. Skinwalkers are terrifying. Uh, Jarrell says, yes, yes, they are. Um, Zachary says, the only reason no one has come to save us is we aren't worth saving. Uh, we are not what they wanted. That's a good point because if these things did, you know, make us out of the original creation and God is spirit and Christ is within us, there's this old Gnostic idea of save yourself. Save yourself. It's even a line in the Matrix movie. Neo was a Christ because he woke up and chose to wake up. And then he could go teach other people to save themselves. And there's a great, a great quote about that in the Gospel of Thomas, which I'm not talking about this morning, but I have to read it. Um, because this is really good. And this is eye-opening. Let's see. I got to find this. Gospel of Thomas is good. It's got a ton of stuff. Um, let's see. Sorry, guys. I, I got to read through all of this. And I'm way too ADD to do that many things at once. Um, well, I'll try to paraphrase it. I can't find it right now. But it says Yeshua said in here to paraphrase it. He said that you must go within yourself and find that which is within you. And if you bring it forth, then that thing within you will save you. But if you do not bring it forth, then that thing within you will destroy you. So, again, the Matrix movie is one of the best. If you want to understand Gnosticism, that's a really great place to start without reading a bunch of books. Go watch the Matrix movie. And then ask yourself, what if that's real? And what if instead of robots and AI technology, those things are extraterrestrials that were actually here to create this entire matrix and simulation that we live in? So uh, humbling oneself with serenity in serenity. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Jarrell says, uh, you're a good guy. I back you up. Thank you very much. Uh, what is a skinwalker? I'm new to this. Tobias asks. Okay, so a skinwalker, let me grab a photo for you guys. Um, and again, I'm sorry about TikTok. These things don't want to load in the background. Um, but I use a lot of artwork in what I'm talking about. So I've got to like press it multiple times. Thank you, TikTok. I don't understand why. Okay, let's see. Yeah, it's not wanting me to load. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I think TikTok's probably doing updates or something. See, I don't understand. I have a good picture. I'll show you kind of like a, a representation of what they are. I made some cool artwork. There you go. 
course, you can't see half of that. Anyway, a skinwalker. Let me talk about it while I try to find the photo. A skinwalker is, um, there's a great show called uh, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, and it's over on History Channel. You can get it on streaming as well. And there's this ranch. Here's here's a good picture. Skinwalkers are kind of these disembodied beings. Uh, they say they can look like wolves or uh, Sasquatch-type things. Uh, some of them just look like uh, the realm, like like air is distorted, like, you know, kind of darkly distorted through the tree lines. Some of them can manifest as, you know, very spirit-like uh, ghoul-type things. Uh, Fancy Pants says, hi, Cub. Hey, what's up, Fancy Pants? Thanks for being here. Um, Annie says, if you're new here, check out the rest of his stuff. It's awesome. Thank you, Annie. God bless you. I appreciate that. Uh, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, not everything else is demonic. Uh, hey, that's not true, actually. So, and here's why. Yeah, Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and Christ is within you. Um, and why, and, and so the, the core of that is only love is real. There's no, uh, you know, anything that can be considered demonic is going to be thrown out into the outer darkness. Um, and all that will be left is love and the divine family. Um, and that's, that's what I'm talking about today. So, um, and, and you know that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. That's a very church thing to come in, um, and talk about. And, and I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying that's exactly what I'm talking about today. That's exactly what I'm talking about today because Jesus as a figurine, Jesus as an idea in your head has no power to save. Jesus as an emotional reaction at an altar has no life, no power in it. But Christ within you, Christ within you has all the power to save. And by the way, people who have never heard the gospel, people who have never been to a church here in the West um, can have a complete experience with Christ they might know him by a different name. I think he's come at multiple periods throughout history. And I think there are many people who wake up as him and share a message as him um, that are demonized, that don't have um, a clue what's going on until they do. Um, and I think myself and, and a lot of people here and some people I'm going to do some live streams with are waking up as Christ's. Uh, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, by the way. Some some YouTubers have come out and said they are. Um, and I get the idea behind that. I really do. But I'm saying that I'm a Christ. You're a Christ, too. So um, let's see. So, yeah, this is uh, my representation of Homestead 2 on the Skinwalker Ranch. Go check it out. There's all this weird activity that happens there. Um, and so wherever Skinwalkers are, there's always someone in the distance, maybe the next town over, something that sees these UFO extraterrestrial activity in the skies. And then there's magically these creepy, creepy things walking around somewhere. Um, and so I don't understand the correlation between it, but skinwalkers are not something you want to mess with. I don't think that they're good. Again, I don't know if it's a cat and mouse game where those the skinwalkers show up and then the UFOs are actually trying to keep get them back on the other side of the veil. That's kind of what I might guess because I think that UFOs in the air today are still angels. 
I think that there's some fallen angels too that that mess with people that uh, are responsible for a lot of disappearances and stuff. You know, you've heard of all of that. So uh, it is a Native American legend, by the way, if you can see that. Uh, again, that's just a, an artist representation, but. Um, you know, the Native Americans talked about um, it being a spirit, talked about it being, um, you know, something to be respected, even something to be feared. It, they even, uh, there's a legend that they cursed the land around Utah because of two warring tribes. And I can't remember the names of the tribes. I think one of them was the Navajo. I can't remember what the other one was, but I think it was the Navajo that cursed the land with the Skinwalker. And then they, they left. Um, I, I believe that's right. You'll have to look that up. But uh, they talk about it a lot on The Legend of Skinwalker or The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. I highly recommend that show. If you're into this paranormal stuff and you want to kind of go down the rabbit hole, I will say be careful with this type of thing, guys. And, I, and I'm not normally the guy to warn against things. But be careful. Because every time I watch one of these shows, I have something haunting me in my dreams. I think there's something that I'm not supposed to figure out. Something that doesn't want me to poke into that. And, you know, I have something torture me in my dreams. The other day I watched another documentary on Skinwalker Ranch. And in the middle of the night I had this like thing where I seize up and like I can't talk. And I wake up groaning and, uh, you know, and I can't speak. And I've had this ever since I was a kid. When I was a kid it was a cartoon fox that would pull me back in the chair and try to hold me down. And I couldn't speak. I couldn't yell for help. Uh, when I was an adult... Uh, this thing uh, kind of went from being that fox to being a, a demon, a ghost, uh, where I could then smell this weird, like, hot, burnt smell. Um, and and this will happen to me, like, while I'm sleeping, whenever I uh, seem to be on to something spiritually. It's like I get attacked. Um, I don't know what it means, but um, the other night, after watching one of these Skinwalker shows... Um, I saw where I was standing on top of a tall mountain with my wife. We were looking out on a beautiful vista and all of a sudden I had that weird feeling and I look up in the sky and one of these UFOs, a black, dark UFO that you could kind of see through and then it manifests. It was an orb, kind of changed shapes, it was dark. And I remember I had something in my hand and I looked down at my hand and I was trying and I said, I know your secret and I want to know more. And that was when this thing, you know, seized me up and I couldn't actually speak. Whatever I had in my hand, I know was something that could defeat it or expose it or something like that. And I couldn't quite like get it to my mouth. I was trying to put it here so I could speak through it somehow. I don't, I don't know what it was about. It was like the weirdest, the weirdest thing. And I woke up like just feeling like I was in a trance. And I remember, you know, walking around the house at three o'clock in the morning. This always happens around the witching hour. And, um, I remember saying, you know, father protect me against this. I want truth. And I remember telling this thing, go, go, because what did Christ do in the Bible? He didn't light sage. He didn't get holy water. He didn't, he just said go because he had authority because this matrix is not real because he had authority over it. And he gave us that authority. He said, I, you will do greater things than even I have done. And guys, where is that happening? We have authority over it. And maybe that's why this thing doesn't want me on the ranch. Because I have authority over it and so do you. 
And I'm telling you to be careful because this is not something to mess with if you're not spiritually prepared. And I didn't mean to go here with this this episode, but I think it's important. It's something that's been on my heart. And why does this affect the divine family? Because the divine family is divine. It is beautiful. It is love. It is peace. It is triune. Father, mother, son. And we're a part of it. And that's really what I wanted to talk about. Like, who is Christ? He's you. He's me. He is creation that wakes up and realizes that we're in a dream. And you ever have those dreams when you realize you're in a dream and you can start to do a little bit more? Maybe you can fly. Maybe you can speak different languages. Maybe um, you can manifest all the money you need. Maybe you get that new car you were waiting for. And I'm not talking about using this to manipulate for selfish reasons. I'm just saying, you guys want to build the kingdom? I want to build the kingdom. The kingdom is within us. Bring forth that which is within you, and you will be saved. You will live forever. But if you don't bring forth that thing, that thing will destroy you. Uh, I believe Lilith was Adam's twin, not his wife. Absolutely, that's definitely possible. And I almost said Willif. Sorry. Uh, they talk about that on Frasier because his wife is named Lilith. Um, so anyway, um, let me read this. I, I want, I've want i got to get this in before we end the episode on El Elyon because I promised I'd talk about this. Um, El Elyon had sons. His wife was Asherah. Interesting. So if El Elyon is God most high and you have a priesthood of Melchizedek, Christ comes and he is forever a priest in the order of Melchizedek. This is venerated through the whole Bible and there is allusions to this where you understand that Christ is not from the Aaron, the Aaronic Aaron's priesthood, <clears throat> but rather the Melchizedek priesthood. Why is that important? Because the Melchizedek priesthood worshipped and was a high priest of Melchizedek, worshipped and followed El Elyon, God Most High, not Yahweh. Okay? There is a big distinction. If you go through and you read your Bible with that understanding that, like, just try it. And here's what I tell people with this. If you don't believe me, good. You shouldn't just believe some guy on the internet. You shouldn't. If you don't believe me, great. Pick up your Bible and read it from Genesis in chronological order through with the presupposition that El Elyon is not Yahweh. Read it with the idea that Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are two different creation stories, not different versions of the same one. Genesis 1 is Elohim, father, mother, son creating. They said it was good. Then that pours into chapter 2 and finishes that story in chapter 2. It says, and that creation was finished. And then all of a sudden we are introduced to Yahweh Elohim, who now makes 
He fashions out of clay. He breathes life into it. He animates this spiritual creation that was perfect and beautiful and one with God. He animates it into a matrix. He then puts it under a deep sleep, which if you've ever read or listened to or watched movies about extraterrestrial abductees, then you will understand the deep sleep analogy. It's like a dream. It's not a dream. You're in it. You're out of it. But there's physical signs of it. There's a surgery done here. It's taken a rib from it. What does a rib have? It has marrow. What does marrow have? It has genetic material. He creates. No, he doesn't create. He makes Eve. There's a lot of parts of the Bible that say you were born in sin. Like, what, what does that mean? I never understood that. Well, that means I'm a horrible person. No, because from Adam on, we were made in flesh, which was made in sin by a fallen son of God, Yahweh. That's what I believe, and that's what I'm understanding, and that's what I'm starting to understand. Does it make sense with every verse in the Bible? No. But I'm going to show you right now why. So, El Elyon, he's married to Asherah. Let me just tie a few connections for you because always do your own reading, guys. Like go go look into this and you're going to it'll blow your mind. El Elyon is represented by a bull. What were the Israelites worshiping in the wilderness? A golden bull or a golden calf, depending on what translation you read. It's one or the other. Why would Yahweh be really upset about that? Because if he's a son of God, a holy angel, a holy host, whatever you want to call him, I don't understand all the hierarchies. I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying you got this thing that came from El Elyon. El Elyon's consort wife is Asherah, who hated Asherah poles, Asher poles in the Old Testament, Yahweh. Why? Why would he... He doesn't want to see a representation of his divine father and mother in spirit because he knows what he's doing. And he said, I will take Israel as my portion. And there's a verse that says that El Elyon divided the nations among the sons of God. And I'm going to read that to you right now. And this is where it gets really interesting. So in Deuteronomy 32.8, it says, When the Most High Elion divided nations, he separated the sons of Adam, Adam, and set the bounds of the masses, according to the number of the sons of Israel. Wait, isn't that, isn't that people, isn't that the Aaron, Aaron Aaronic priesthood? Isn't that, uh, or Levitical priesthood? I don't understand when, who came. I, I'm really bad at my own family tree, but I'm starting to piece this together. You guys will probably find more, but well, well, doesn't that doesn't that make sense if that's just the sons of Israel? Like these are, you know, kind of the divine, you know, the chosen people, if you will. Well, let's go read this a little more. Uh, is there a Bible translation that helps with making that distinction? Unfortunately, there is not, guys. There is not. And that's why... That's why so many people struggle with this. Now, I've found some to be closer than others. I really like the World English Bible, the Berrien Study Bible. I like um, the uh, Young's Literal Translation. 
but not all of these are accurate in every part of it. And I've had to dig deep and even you can't even trust the Hebrew and the Greek translation either because we have to, I don't know, maybe think that at some point some person changed a Hebrew word or a Greek word to mean what they needed it to mean um, because that's that's hard. So. Uh, but here, I'm going to read a couple of different ones. So you got NIV version says, when the Most High gave nations their inheritance, he divided all mankind. He set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. Well, that sounds very earthly and sounds like, you know, you've got a God that's setting up these boundaries. Then we get down here into a couple of uh, translations that not everybody reads. The uh, Brenton Septuagint translation. Septuagint's always a good place to go. When the Most High divided the nations, he separated the sons of Adam. He set the bounds of the nations according to the number of the angels of God. Now tell me, you guys tell me in all logic, and all, and there's a lot of people that come on here that want to defend the Bible, and that's fine. I'm not here to defend the Bible, guys, nor am I here to defend God. Because if I am a Christ and you are a Christ, then all we have to do is go within, seek the kingdom of God within, and bring it forth on this earth. Not in a physical way, in a spiritual way. What does that look like? That looks like loving your neighbor as yourself. That looks like loving the Lord your God above all. With your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul. And he says, just having a good conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. Um, absolutely. Holy Spirit. Again, think of that as Asherah, the divine mother. What is the Holy Spirit? It's a comforter, a guide, a hand on the shoulder, a hug. It's a divine mother. It's a feminine spirit. To me, it is. And when we start to read the Bible with that understanding, and then you see that the Most High is dividing the nations. This is why everybody wants to argue. You've got all of these, you know, what's your what's your background? Where did you come from? What's your, your race? What's your religion? What's all of this stuff? And guys, I don't care about it because... Christ said we're part of the divine family, the father, the mother, the son. We are in that triune. We are extensions and seeds of that divine kingdom, which is not physical. It does not come on a cloud. Christ said that himself, by the way. You got millions of churches preaching right now that we're waiting on Jesus to come in the clouds. And I think we're going to see something come in the clouds. But I don't think, because my my Christ, my Savior said... The kingdom is within. And he said it happens like a flash of lightning and that we'll be caught up in spirit. And I'll tell you right now, I was caught up in spirit to Christ between 2020 and now, and it was like a flash of lightning. I am a different person than I used to be. It was not an emotional reaction at an altar. It was not a struggle, by the way, with trying to be a good person. It was an instant timeline jump like a flash of lightning i am a different person i'm awake to things i was never awake to before I'm not saying i'm perfect i still got this flesh on but i'm telling you it was a jump a quantum leap fancy pants says yes amen 
like an old phone Rolodex spinning really, really fast. Absolutely. Uh, I wish I had enough money to do the research all the time. Hey man, it doesn't take any money. Actually, I lost all the money I had. I had a pretty successful business that started shutting down due to 2020. Um, I tried to keep it going, ended up losing everything. I've been living off my savings to do this guys. And that's why I push the t-shirts in my book all the time. Cause I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing it full time. And you guys are the only way I do that. Everything's over at www.cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me, cubcooker.me. And uh, I've got my book over there on audio if you like that. Um, it is a Christ-centered walk through what it means to find your inner gifts and bring them forth in this world. It's incredible, guys. I listen to that book now because God poured something through me. That was in 2020 when that flash, that shift happened in my life. I wrote that book. It just got approved on audiobook, and now it's out to the masses. And we've been selling those every week, multiple copies of that. It's gotten highly reviewed. So if you like what I'm talking about and you want you want me to go with you and dive deeper on you, that's what that book's about. And it's on my website. I've got all my T-shirts. If you like my artwork, I put this artwork all over T-shirts. We've got um, notebooks. Um, I just got available phone cases that will fit any kind of iPhone. You can just choose your iPhone and you can get the, uh, phone cases with my artwork on it now. So I'm starting to launch those by Christmas. I'm going to have a ton of cool stuff for you guys. Um, because again, I lost everything and I know God's going to make it up and I'm not like a television preacher going, you know, give from the, no, I'm not asking you guys that want to support me. You know who you are. You guys that want the shirts, you see them, they resonate with you. It's a it's a conversation piece. You guys that want the phone case, it resonates with you. Don't do it if it doesn't resonate. If it resonates with you, if this message resonates with you, you guys are the ones that are supporting me, and you're the reason that I'm still here, and I'm thankful for that. I have had donations, and those are incredible, and I greatly appreciate that. I've had people even pledge over on PayPal a monthly pledge to support what I'm doing. And I'm so grateful for that. So all I wanted to, Annie says, we are thankful for you. Thank you, Annie. I really appreciate that. Uh, Reward says, I enjoy all knowledge offered. Amen. Me too. Uh, that's fair, but I prefer to have books in my hands and I need a computer for logging um, and streams. Uh, hey, absolutely. I totally understand. I'm a big physical books uh, fan as well. Um, but I'm pretty ADD, so I get distracted and I just fall asleep when I try to read a regular book. So <laughs> unless I'm studying and writing stuff from it. So, um, let's see, we all have the same end goal. Absolutely. Uh, Mandy Faye says, yep, it's how they lie in the Bible. Life, uh, eternal is true. Reincarnation be reborn in the flesh for, see, yeah. And I, I've got an interesting thought on that. I heard an ex pastor talk on another, uh, one of my friends on TikTok, Um, and he was talking about reincarnation. Like if you don't ascend, then you're doomed to come back over and over and over. Like if you do ascend, you get to join the divine spirit. You get to be in perfection and eternity and continue being a part of that creative process. Unless you choose to come back for some divine purpose. Maybe that's why I'm here. I don't know. So, 
Um, I never liked calling Jesus anything because we're all sons and daughters. Absolutely. And do be careful with the word Jehovah. Jehovah translates directly over to Yahweh. Um, and it's all kind of tied together in that system. So, um, and, and I say, be careful. I mean, it, it's all just words, right? But it's all just words until it's not. When I started pulling the words away from it, I started to understand it better. Uh, that's why I use the word Christ now, because it literally means prison or anointed. And so like you and I can be prison and anointed. And I really think that that was the message Christ came to share. Do I believe he, he chose to go be unalived for us? Absolutely. Because that final blood sacrifice was what the gods needed to shut them up and release us from their life and matrix of sin, literally. Like, it, it makes more sense when you look at it that way. When you put a little bit of a sci-fi spin on it and you realize that sci-fi is prophecy, you realize that, the, that like every movie in the matrix... There is, a, there is a universal law that truth has to be shown to those with eyes to see and ears to hear. This matrix can't exist void of truth in it. And it's everywhere. You guys that are saying, oh, don't watch Disney movies. Oh, don't watch this. Don't, you know, guys, it's everywhere. Watch, watch whatever you want. Just see truth. Open your eye. Open your eyes. It's everywhere. Uh, I counter that with having five books open all the time. I get bored and switch books. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. That's why I got like a million tabs open on my computer right now. Uh, I love that you address and lean into uncertainty as a scientist and a child of God. Hey, thank you. I've never been called a scientist, but I appreciate that. I do. I really resonate with the scientific method and I love physics and I love, I'm certainly a right brain, but, um, I do love like, like, how can I fi get around the issue on all sides and, like, surround it and try to understand it in a way that uh, is not necessarily conventional but reveals what the authentic reality around it is? Um, and so that's I really resonate with the scientific method. Um, and I think science just shows uh, God in everything and exposes the matrix in everything. Again, it's it's all there. So... Uh, yeah, saying in any religion that there's a true son or daughter of God, then that would mean we, uh, are nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look at other, you know, this is not a popular thing in the West, but if you look, uh, into other religions, like there's so much truth in so many different things. And, um, there's even some data to show that Christ quoted the Vedic texts, like the Hindu texts, um, which is really interesting. You know, I don't know if that's a hundred percent or not. I haven't looked it up, but it's something I plan on doing. I, I see all this data come across my screen every day, and this is how I process it. You know, what's the coolest job in the world? Well, be able to research, do it live, share with each other, talk about it. Uh, some of these people try to come at you with, like, I know, and this is what you need to believe. And you, and that's one of the biggest problems with the modern church, right? Like, we know this is, this is the right thing. You know. You know, every church in the country would be successful if they approached it from this point of view. Without the doctrine, without the dogma, with the I don't know, let's actually build a community, let's actually love each other, let's actually explore this together. And we're all in the same web, we're all in the same matrix. So let's find that Christ within us and let's understand who he was in that timeline and maybe even other timelines 
who was he as Melchizedek? You actually see uh, reincarnation in the Bible because he's talking about like, if you could even imagine it, then John was Elijah. Well, how is he Elijah? Well, Elijah must have been different. He's not a normal human being. He's got a soul, right? He's got a spirit. I'm just saying, how many of us are playing on a different timeline now because we shifted there and because we chose to come here and because God had a purpose for us because our spirit is ascending in consciousness every time, every go round. I don't know, guys. Again, I don't know. I just think it's really, really interesting. So, But look it up, guys. I mean, the, this verse right here just proves that like you don't know. Literal standard version says, uh, in the most high causing the nations to inherit in his separating sons of Adam, he sets up borders of the people by number of the sons of God. And then in parentheses, it says, or sons of Israel. Now, are the sons of Israel an archetype for the sons of God? Probably. I mean, look at all the different tribes, right? It's said in the old tradition with El Elyon that he has 70 sons. Um, and some of those sons... Um, are let's see okay but el elion is in other places firmly identified with yahweh um in some places he's firmly identified without him so um in this verse in second samuel twenty two fourteen says the lord yahweh thundered from heaven and the most high elion uttered his voice okay so you might say, oh, they're synonymous, they're one, but to me, that sounds really much like, okay, Yahweh was also in, there's a Sumerian coin, you can look it up, I know I'm jumping around here, there's a Sumerian coin that has Yahweh on a chariot, and he is he, like, it looks like a physical being, and he was called the God of Storms, and so he descends on Mount Sinai, delivers the Ten Commandments and fire and smoke and thunders and lightnings. Look, look at any time he shows up. It's in these storms and whirlwinds, right? You talk about modern weather tampering. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's all our, you know, it's all our officials that are doing it. Maybe not. Maybe you got this Yahweh around still doing it. Just a possibility. Uh, Annie says, Cub, do you believe in the salvation of Christ? Absolutely. I think he is the only way. Like, I mean, that's... And the only way, not because the church has, the church has you know, put a copyright on him, you know? <laughs> like, he's the only way because you could be born into a civilization that never spoke a word and they only communicated with you know, drums and dance and there's no outside world and they know Christ. But they call him whatever with the drums and with the dance. Like, he's nameless, right? But he is and he is in us. And so, yeah, I believe that that salvation, like he chose to be unalived for us in that timeline and maybe other timelines and maybe other planets and realities. I don't know, but I know that that entity of Christ, that product of the divine father, the divine mother, the love that they had was manifest in love in a divine creative computation 
that is nothing but the frequency of love that permeates everything in existence, be it in the matrix or outside the matrix, it's there. And once you activate it and you interact with it and you follow it by whatever name you call it, to me, that's Christ. Then you find that salvation. And because of what was done, because that love laid down its life, we can now find that life. Because that love being laid down broke the curse we were under from the gods. And that's the way I understand it. So under understand, whatever you want to say. I'm starting to understand it where it's a bigger part of my picture. Understanding is like, okay, I get it. And then something can knock that out from under you. And you're like, I don't know. Does that work? Like, does that? But an understanding is like, it's not in my brain. It's more in the consciousness around me. And it's, it's something I can pull from when I least expect it. So what exactly do I mean when I say the matrix? Woo, let's go down that rabbit hole. So if you haven't watched my glitch in the matrix YouTube video, go check it out on my YouTube channel. Uh, that's a really good place to start. Um, if you watch the Matrix movie, that theory is essentially Gnosticism, which believes that we had a loving God that created everything. Then we had a maker God who is a jealous God that made out of that creation and created a kind of the perfect prison for us and that all matter is not real. It is actually... Uh, vibrating frequencies, the frequency of love that's been manipulated to be this virtual reality that we see. Now, you might go, well, that's not possible because I can touch it, I can feel it. Well, have you seen modern day, like, just wait till the metaverse is born. You'll be able to see and touch things and feel things and smell things. I mean, this thing's going to get so deep, it's like a, a... a matrix upon a matrix upon a matrix, like a simulation upon simulation. So um, it's really interesting um, just to follow that theory because it makes you wonder and question. It makes me wonder and question what is real. Um, Of course, I respect everything. I respect life. I respect uh, my neighbor. I respect you guys. Um, And I count it all as real because I know it's all real underneath. Like that's, A lot of people can, you know, take this out of context and go, you know, none of it's real. It doesn't matter what we do. No, it's not like your spirit is still making decisions in your consciousness within your physical body. So um, I'm guessing that's under the assumption that we are energetic beings with no body. Yes, absolutely, Toby. Uh, Absolutely. I think that was the divine creation from the father, mother, son originally. So. Uh, we can find divinity even looking inward, and then why would anyone have to worship a particular God? Absolutely, because when you find God is inside of you, the kingdom is inside of you, you don't look outside of you for worship. And then your ego uh, goes away because you realize that your ego is nothing than your personal image of yourself in this world, and you find that truth in God within you, and you realize that that God is something that you do love, and you should love, and you want to love, and you want to serve, and then you realize that that actually serves your higher good and you should love yourself. Like it's this, it's this uh, rabbit hole that you go down that just creates more love the more you, the deeper you get into it. So uh, the Gospel of Thomas has a key that we can use to break from imprisonment. Jesus here advised. Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, Gospel of Thomas is a great, great place to go. If you guys kind of like what I'm talking about, I do have Gospel of Thomas on my spiritual resource shop on Amazon. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It's super deep into exposing what Christ was really talking about, uh, what the Matrix is, um, a lot of that stuff. This is an ancient document found in Nag Hammadi. Uh, they guess around 60 AD, I mean, could be one of the closest Gospels written to the time that Christ was actually alive or shortly after uh, the crucifixion. So um, could be one of the most authentic documents we have. A lot of people argue because it really threatens what we've built in all the constructs, but of course it does, right? Um, let's see... Uh, where is it located inside of us? Uh, are you talking about the matrix or God? Uh, the matrix is everything we see, touch, taste, feel, you know, all of our physical experiences in the flesh. Um, God, the, the triune God, or, or rather Christ, is what's within us that animates us, that um, our consciousness can connect to. Uh, Christ said to be of one mind. He said, we are the body of Christ. Like, you know, think of him as a huge organism, a huge organism that, that permeates all of reality and all of the realms because none of it exists without him because the father and the mother who existed in origin in love created him and therefore all things are created through him. And so when we realize that's inside of us and that's connected to this kingdom, well, what is a kingdom? It's a rule. It's a reign. It's not a physical place. Why did he use the term kingdom? Because that's what was discussed with the kingdom of heaven by the earthly or the extraterrestrial religions that people didn't understand. They're looking for something to come down from the sky and save them because their ancestors saw those things and interacted with them and they're looking for that to come back and Christ comes with this really deep esoteric truth saying God is within the kingdom is within and it's a whole different ball game once you start to like activate on that and realize that you live life different and, and in fact one day you wake up and just like a flash of lightning everything's different and there's a great verse I'll end with this in Gospel of Thomas. This is at the very beginning of it, so I know exactly where it is. Um, okay, here it is. Yeshua said, whoever lives the interpretation of these words will no longer taste death. Logion 2, Yeshua said, whoever searches must continue to search until they find. When they find, they will be disturbed. And being disturbed, they will marvel and will reign over all. Whoever searches must continue to search until they find. When they find, they will be disturbed. And in being disturbed, they will then marvel and then will reign over all. And I've found that this process is not a one and done. This is a daily thing. Because every aspect I look into, I search, I continue to search until I find, then I can, be, I can be disturbed. I can go like, oh, I don't like that. That doesn't fit my narrative. That doesn't fit my truth. But then I, I start to marvel and go, wow, wow, what a, 
what a crazy existence we have this is insane this is cool this is like what we are christ we are the body of christ of this massive energetic organism wow and then all of a sudden we reign over all does that mean that we become earthly kings no it means that once you see through it it can't control you let's see um I am very disturbed, uh, Deanne Woody says. Yeah, uh, uh, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the disturbance here. Uh, everything starts to fit like a puzzle, absolutely. Um, let's see. I got shunned out of the church because I wouldn't stop adding details like giants as a kid. Hey, dude, absolutely. And I was really blessed, like um, my youth directors, I had two of them. Um, who are still good friends of mine today. Uh, one of them still works within the church, um, and one of them doesn't work within the church. Um, but awesome, awesome guys. Like, they let me ask questions, and they support what I'm doing to this day. They let me ask questions, and they still let me ask questions. Because they, they're on the same search, genuinely seeking Christ. And I love both of those guys for it. And if they're listening to this, you know who you are. And guys, we need to surround ourselves with people that let us ask questions. Disturbed is good because it leads you to quest for yourself. Amen, Mandy. Absolutely. Uh, your hokum is on a different level than most TikTok preachers. Interesting with Scott. Uh, what does hokum mean? I gotta look that up. Hopefully, it's a good thing, but we'll see. Mandy says my preachers hate seeing me coming. <laughs> um, okay, I still don't understand what hokum <laughs> means from the definition. Um, oh, nonsense. Okay trite sentimental unrealistic situations dialogue so it might not be a good thing um well thank you thank you we all learned a new word so uh you can believe anything on faith it's a terrible way to determine a truth um faith is different than belief though Here, here's the thing belief will solidify you in a situation it'll solidify you in a life path faith is something that is fluid faith is also um, always, always true faith. Like most people on this planet have not experienced this like deep esoteric faith that Christ was talking about. And that does not work inherently if it's not based on truth. Like you don't see results from it. You do not find enlightenment. You do not find love and joy and you do not find Christ if your faith is not true faith. Um, and that's hard and I'm not an expert to talk on that. Uh, interesting with Scott says hogwash. That's a good word. I know what that means. You got to wash the hog, right? Like, I mean, right in that baptism. So, uh, so appreciate you cub fancy pants says, thank you very much. I find church always kind of makes, uh, doubting Thomas a bad person. They don't generally like questions. 
Brilliant, K-Rob. Brilliant, brilliant. And there is probably where I need to stop today because the background just dropped out for some goofy reason here on TikTok. I don't know. I try to keep this thing going, but anyway, I've got cool new designs coming every day. Go check out my shirts at cubcooker.me. There's one there. My modern day representation of the the encampment with the angel leading again the cigar-shaped UFO craft parted the Red Seas, led them in a pillar of fire by night and a smoke by day. If you've got weird faith like I do, check out my all my artwork. I even have a poster of this now. Um, somebody requested a poster yesterday for their studio, so got the poster out there. But anyway, I love you guys. Thank you. Seriously, great conversation today. I'm going to be back this afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. We do the morning talk here, and then I do more of a lesson in the afternoon. Uh, but two podcasts a day, guys. We are we are bumping on this thing. Not many people are doing that. Uh, I believe in this message. I believe in you guys, and I believe in Christ, and I believe that God loves us, uh, and I believe that it's time to uh, start seeing through the matrix and start activating that language of love and that frequency, that higher frequency of life within us so i love you guys uh pushing hokum twice a day amen amen uh thank you interesting with scott welcome brother uh seriously i mean you know you don't have to agree with me but you're still here so you're here for a reason right uh and i love you brother i love you annie i love you um fancy pants thank you for being here you guys are awesome um who else well i love all of you guys so Ginger, thanks for being here. Um, Twisted, thanks for being here. Uh, oh, I didn't see your comment. Two NDEs. Um, I understand things differently. Absolutely. Everybody that does have those, uh, it's it's a, it's a life-changing experience. So I've got experience with other mediums of getting there, and uh, I won't share those today, but uh good good experiences and then ones that made me you know go okay the devil's real maybe god's real but i'll share those on a different episode so uh annie says the trolls are going hard trolls are always going hard guys uh but hey once you invite them out from under the bridge they can join you on the bridge you know so um semi-retired um have a good one. Interesting with Scott. Yeah, you too, man. I hope you have a beautiful day, man. Uh, see you at 3 p.m. Serpent says, uh, Serpentine of Light. Love your name, by the way. Um, or neither are real. See, there you go. So, hey, at least at least we can have the conversation, man. Um, totally open to the conversation. So, uh, Annie says, we are strong. We are. So, you guys be strong. Thank you for your support. I love you. I'll see you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>